Attention Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. This time I'm discussing episode 12 of Ultraman Z, The Cry of Life. Originally aired September 12, 2020. The writer for this episode is Toshizo Nemoto. The director, much like episode 11, is Masayoshi Takesue. There we go. Nailed it! Anyway, my title for the episode, uh, for this episode, is actually uh, The Responsibility of Taking a Life, which is a line that comes from Yoko. I'm starting off with the ultra bad, as is my want, so here we go. Strap in, folks. If I have to put something here, I will throw in something relevant that relates to stories I have been thinking of lately, and thinking of in reaction to reading them, watching them, whatever. Why do so many stories have to have their hero facing the problems they themselves created? Is that any good? Is it overplayed? I'm thinking about Tony Stark in Iron Man. I'm thinking about uh, one of the Chronicles of Narnia books. There was something like that. Uh, actually, the the horse, no, not the horse and his boy, uh, the magician's nephew felt very much like that. This kid creates the problem, then he has to solve the problem, then he's the hero for solving the problem. How is that okay? And again, Iron Man, right? Anyway, um, but the idea that Grigio Raiden was studied to make Sevenger and Wyndham is neat, I suppose, but the fact that Storage or the Allied Forces or whoever kind of mangled it uh, and potentially made it go berserk is something I could call bad if I wanted to. Honestly, as the question goes, you know, is this overplayed, etc., etc., uh, it comes down to the execution, and I think uh, this was well executed, so I'm not going to complain about it too hard. Ultra cool stuff. The instrumental and emotional version of Chant My Name, or whatever the uh, Ultraman Z opening song is called, is fantastic. The scenes of Haruki working out, um, pushing himself hard, uh, either to process the feelings or to become stronger, uh, as he was inspired by uh, Yoko to be able to wield the strength to be the ones to bear the burden of having to take a life. Uh, it was it was inspirational. It was beautiful. Um, and again, the, the visuals worked, but the music really... Wow, it was something special. <laughs> I, I don't know how they do that. I don't know enough about music theory because, like, they have... They have that version of it. Right? With the instrumentals and the, you know, digitized, digitized music and there's guitar in there and whatever. Right? There's real, real instruments. There's samples that are done digitally. There's all sorts of stuff that they do to make the song. But then they can also turn it into this, like, harm, um, you know, like an orchestrated piece. I, how do you do that? How do you do that? I want to know. And, like, this is old news. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of stating the obvious. But uh, talented musicians can take a piece of music and transform it into like every genre of music and it, it'll still work and that's just this blows my mind it's magical almost anyway uh yoko operating all uh four parts of king joe was uh, a big surprise to me uh that was such a cool sequence i didn't realize she could still do that i kind of thought they were all welded together or whatever uh, but i guess not so that was pretty cool um the music um <laughs> uh in the ad for the rise of ultraman is so good i want to know where it's from and i i 
I think I, I can't remember if I asked this last episode or not, but I know I've asked it here, so I will not ask it again. But that was there's something moving about that music too. It, it, I think it's orchestrated as well, if not like a it's it's like an orchestra if it's maybe synthesized. I don't know. Uh, Grigio Raiden siphoning Wyndham to power its cannon was so visceral and creepy and dangerous, and I really liked watching it happen. I was kind of wondering what was going on when he was like thrashing about with the head or when Raiden was thrashing about its head at. Uh, Wyndham's torso, and then things come loose, and there's wires there, and he sucks the energy. Ugh, super cool. Reminds me of uh, Evangelion, what was that, like episode 20 or something? 19, when uh, the AV unit, well, um, an S2 engine is eaten. That's all I'll say. Very cool stuff. Anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on from the ultra cool to the ultra good. The debate between Yoko, or sorry, Yuko. No, it is Yoko. Dang, nabbit. <laughs> I messed up my notes. Anyway, the, de- the debate between uh, Yoko and Haruki on dealing with kaiju was great. Her conclusion about wanting to take on the responsibility because of how terrible it is is quite moving. And um, there's some subtext there, which is she's basically saying she doesn't want her Lord Z to have to bear that burden. Why would she say that? Well, uh, she has seen him kill an innocent uh, being. She's seen him hesitate in a fight as well. Yeah, that fight was before, right? I'm pretty sure. Maybe that was the... De- no, that was a kind of like a debriefing scene afterwards. Anyway, um, but she's seen the cost that that can uh, put on somebody. And she doesn't want to, you know, be responsible for allowing that to happen. And how could she be responsible by, uh, you know, for allowing it to happen by not being strong enough to take care of things herself um, and for the responsibility falling ultimately to, uh, to Lord Z, as she calls him. So, um, gosh, I think that's, that's really good stuff. Uh, I had another thought. Um, I thought they were going to kill Yoko, actually. Uh, her final desperate assault on, on the kaiju was so well done. Uh, that I thought this was going to be her end. Like, they showcased everything King Joe Storage Custom could do in the hands of a capable pilot. We know she's a better pilot than Haruki. And I just thought, oh, this is it. She's she's dead. <laughs> they are going to kill this woman uh, for being uh, the one who was willing to take... Resp- God, that's, that's, that's so cool. Like, she has the ability to be this I- incredible soldier, but beyond the martial capability, she has the heart and... Like, that's almost what's more important, and gosh, it's it's really interesting, really complicated uh, that they're doing that. But anyway, the scene was so tense in the way that, um, I don't remember if it was Haruki or maybe Hibikura, but somebody was like, Yoko, don't, no! Um, and it looked like she was going to get herself killed, and then she took that deep breath. She launched, <laughs> she launched uh, King Joe up, she blasted off those rockets, and I just thought, every moment she's going to do this incredible thing and then it's going to get her killed and then Z's going to have to step up. I mean, it's going to be amazing. That didn't happen. But uh, one, I'm, I'm happy that she's not dead because she's such an interesting character and it'll be interesting to see what her continued presence does to Z and how it affects the rest of the show. Uh, but also, um, I think it's really special they were able to put me through that and, you know, not have it happen. And then honestly, uh, my guard's going to be down. I won't think about a character dying next time necessarily. And then someone might just die. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and then going ultra deep, uh, was Grigio right in, which I find it funny that he's Grigio when there's ultra woman Grigio, right? Come on, what's going on? Anyway, um, was Grigio right in crying or was Haruki just imagining that? At the end, Haruki was going to go in for an attack and it looked like the blue power stuff was like streaming from the eyes of, of Grigio. 
so that was really interesting. Or Grigio Redden, I should say. Anyway, um, does it matter? Does it matter if a monster is crying? Does it matter if a monster is crying that it's going, that it's in pain, that it's suffering, and that's the reason for its rampaging? Does that matter? Can Haruku be the hero if he can't kill any more kaiju? And how does this change the show? I feel like it has to change the show. After the last episode, if they hadn't followed it up with something like that, it could like temper things, it could just kind of add a different perspective, but the debate that he and uh, Yoko had, and then the, uh, this scene here at the end where he, he just, he can't do it, um, and he gives up, and well, he, he doesn't give up, he collapses. Uh, and then he cries, he screams, he gives the cry of life at the end of the episode. I, I just, I don't know. I, this has to mean something. And if it doesn't, I'll be severely disappointed and I'll, I'll try to see a little bit for getting my hopes up and then teasing me. But this is like, this is farther than I've seen any other uh, show go with this kind of concept. Even the much vaunted, uh, much lauded Kamen Rider Gaim that was so grim, dark, and deep didn't go as grim, dark, and deep as, as some of this is going. So um, anyway, I have, a, I have a history with Kamen Rider Gaim. <laughs> <laughs> which we can discuss later. Uh, but that's really all I wanted to say about the show. I really want answers. Uh, do you think uh, Raiden, or Grigio Raiden was crying? Does it matter? And can Haruki be a hero if he can't kill any more kaiju? And how will that work in the universe of Ultraman Z? And how does that work in the context of the show? And what does it do to the show? Because, I mean, the whole point is they're killing kaiju, right? Uh, or that seems from the outside, from an outsider's perspective, and I still count myself as an outsider. Uh, maybe after after Z's over, I'll be able to say, like, all right, no, I'm an Ultraman fan. I'm in it. I know, you know, what the series is like. Um, maybe I need to watch two or three. I don't know. But still, um, I, I feel like these are important questions that need to be addressed. And I feel like, you know, killing or at minimum defeating, but you can defeat without killing. Uh, Kaiju is an important aspect of Ultraman, but how are they going to do it? That's, that's what I got to know. Anyway, um, that's all I'm going to have to say for now. I'm going to go ahead and let you know to, or encourage you to check out mgwinners.com. Uh, search for Glowbug. There's going to be, a, I think it's 1.2 is the draft. Uh, it's the script, the manuscript for Ava and the Glowbug, where I have something that's to me very tokusatsu-inspired, very Ultraman-inspired, um, about overcoming fear. It's a children's picture book about overcoming fear. Uh, it's just the words right now. I might throw a preview image up there of, of something I want the Glowbug to look like, uh, or maybe some of the, the enemies that um, she and the child that she's with face. Um, but anyway, I'm enjoying the story. I'm super close to being done. Uh, I gotta work hard on it tonight to get it all done so that by the end of the week, um, the week of the... Uh, I don't know, 30th, the 30th will be the Friday, um, that it'll all be done April 30th, 2021, uh, for you to see it up there. I, I gotta have it done by the end of the month. So anyway, um, that's pretty much all I have to say. Remember, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero. I leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.